You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everyone. Two chunks and a hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I'm your hunk. Oh, you don't say. I do oh. say. I'm Doge, and this chunk you're chasing, where you end up at the top of the mountain, it's the one you never wake up from. <sighs> I think Carter's got to change quotes. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that was such a fun one. I'm Carter, and what's a bad mirror chunk? Mirachunk. Ooh. That's mm. my favorite Pokemon. We only had two. Mm. Yeah, two there's only two quotes on IMDb. Mm. Two quotes in but this there's whole only, movie, but we'll talk about that. And there's only two chunks, and there is one hunk, and <sighs> it it's Jordan this time. Hunk. Why is he that? True. I installed stick and peel uh, wallpaper. What does that you say? Stick and peel. Stick and peel. Peel, uh, eh? P-E-E-L-E. Uh, favorite sketch comedy show. Stick and Keegan peel. Keegan Michael Stick, eh? <laughs> eh? My favorite comedy duo, Stick and Peel. And uh, yeah, installed it myself this week in my hallway. And by install it myself, I mean that I helped Callie get it started and then watched her do yeah. all of it. That's very nice. You got her. You got her started, and you're like, I gotta get out. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I was like, like, hey, it can't just be us. It can't just be us. It's 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 you. You know what I'm saying? She's like, help, help. And I was like, nope. And, <laughs> and you were and like, you, and then you're like, Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, help, help. Like, I think I am a candy man. Is this old? Is this old? Is this old wallpaper? Is a key brand Keanu wallpaper? <laughs> Nobody knows even. Uh, yeah, it's got some floral patterns on it. Uh, whoever yeah. makes whoever makes peel and stick wallpaper, I have a quick suggestion because you you have clearly made an incredible invention. But go ahead and just make all of your rolls match at the top. So that I don't yeah. have to cut 16 inches of wallpaper off and hope that my line mm. is straight. It's mm. ridiculous. Yeah. You can't really do it like, like gift wrapping paper, can it's, you? It's insane. that You're supposed to line it up and stick it on, which is already hard enough because they have That's to overlap the perfect. Dude, it was horrible. Nah. But then on top of that, they're not identical rolls. They have the same pattern, but they just start willy-nilly, just wherever they see fit. <laughs> And it's the so, worst kind of willy. Uh, but like, imagine if you cut the top off and then it was too short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so annoying. This feels like the same vibe of your frustrations with like Harry Potter. It's like you said the rule, like stick with the rules. Yeah. Make a rule. Yeah. Like if what you're going to- What are gonna, the rules? If you're, you're going to make a thing that that's supposed to line up, make it line up. Just, yeah. just say a word and so frustrating. this happens now. But we did it. <laughs> and by we did it, I mean Callie did it. And she was fantastic. She's multi-talented. You know what I mean? Multi-talented. 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 And also, speaking of multi-talented, we got ourselves a nice little triple threat here. This is a good podcast so far, guys. With Jordan Peele. And, uh, you know, I was in the middle of leading us towards the main heart of the podcast, but it seems like Doge would like to reflect on the past. No, it's been good so far. (laughs) It's been good so far. Just being encouraging. 
We're reviewing a movie. Written and directed by Jordan Peele. It's his- And produced. And produced. It's his third outing as writer, director, producer. And it is uh, sort of the the third of his, like, I guess we could call it like a horror anthology, like a horror trilogy. They're not related. It's not a series, but they're all right. within the same realm of horror. And this movie is, of course, known as- Nope. nope. <laughs> Doge, give me a synopsis so we can talk about this movie, please. This week's IMDb synopsis was written by Universal Pictures. Good for oh. them. Well, but what do they know, right? They did Minions. <laughs> After random objects falling from the sky result in the death of their father, ranch-owning siblings OJ and Emerald Haywood attempt to capture video evidence of an unidentified flying object with the help of tech salesman Angel Torres and documentarian Antlers Holst. <laughs> what a phenomenal name. An what a name. name. Incredible name. What a name. That's it, though, huh? I mean, that's the that's, it. that's really the synopsis yeah. of that's the it. movie. I, so I didn't I didn't really know, I guess, what to expect going into this movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, trailers are obviously one thing, but I have such respect for Jordan Peele that I just assume that the yeah. trailers don't give the whole story, which they absolutely And it was being pitched as an experimental thriller on some of the ads. Yeah. Or exper- experimental horror. Yeah. Which I was like, that's fine. Yeah, so mine, before my showing, I got a trailer for the anniversary of Jaws. Oh, uh, cool. Which I think is very apropos. Yeah. Yeah. Because these this movie feels like Jaws if the shark was an alien. Yeah, it's a monster movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? It's Jurassic Park. Yeah. 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 But it doesn't sell itself as that. It's so fun. And intentionally, that's it's the so point. It's so fun. Yeah. I, what I'm getting at here is that I had high expectations because it's Jordan Peele. I've seen a lot of mixed reviews on this movie just because it's like so different than the vibe the trailers gave off. It yeah. worked so perfectly for me yes. to go in and just be blown away by this unbelievably yes. fresh, weird so strange and good. Yes. It's like, this is what happens when quality meets just like yeah, dude. creativity is just, yeah. the, the main goal is just to be different in a yeah. good way. Yeah. Yeah. I think the mixed reviews are a result of a couple of things. Expectations, Num- I think. Number one, well, Get Out is a masterpiece. Sure. I don't think that Peel's ever going to top Get Out. No, and that's fine. So. I don't think this is anywhere close to as good as Get Out. And I don't think Us was anywhere close to as good as Get Out. Right. I think Get Out is is unfortunately something he'll never be able to live up to, but yeah. that's okay because it's fantastic. Yeah, well, Get Out was something this is, he's had in the back pocket for a long time. Exactly. Yeah. This is not a horror movie in the way that his first two are horror right. movies. This is like, this is the largest budget he's ever been given. And traditionally horror movies are pretty cheap to create because there's not a ton, like you make an effective horror movie by hiding the thing that would be expensive to show in full daylight. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is a blockbuster. Like, yep. absolutely, this is just like, let's make a summer blockbuster. Yep. And yeah. it's so different than Get Out and Us yeah. by design. And so you can't compare them. Yeah. And so I just, I think the mixed reviews are all people who went expecting Get Out too. Yeah. And Get Get Out put Peel under a microscope because it was yeah. so good. Sure, for sure. Because yeah. I think the thing too is like, he starts in sketch comedy. So a lot of people are like, oh, this comic is is going to direct now. And we see people jump roles all the time in Hollywood. Uh, Don't Worry Darling is is going to be directed by I, Olivia Wilde, right? So it's like there we've got go. actress going into yeah. the director. I think with Get Out, though, it feels like for Jordan Peele, Nope was his 
destroying of the box. Because yes, I think Get I Out agree. was yeah. Get Out was so very much to a social commentary, intentionally so. Yeah. And then us, in a way, was not nearly as blatant, I don't think. Some people would argue more blatant than Get Out was. And so everybody's like expecting that from Nope. And it feels like the whole time he's saying like, nope. <laughs> it's like, this is this is like meant to, even though those are always going to be themes for him, it feels yeah. like this was an absolute destruction of the box. And I think yeah. that's yes. what made it incredibly yeah. enjoyable. And I don't know about y'all, but this movie, I, I left the theater really, really liking it, but I think it's even grown on yeah. I agree. Yeah, me too. Uh, I agree. I was so pleased. It was so fun. Here's the other thing though. You mentioned that it's not, it's it's more of a like blockbuster than a horror movie, which I agree, but I think it has some of the scariest scenes in any of his movies in it. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, this is officially discussion, so we'll get into it, but the scene of the kids in the costumes of greys in the stable, yeah, before you know that it's kids yeah. in costumes, was straight up, like I told Callie on our drive home, I was like, man, leave it to Jordan Peele to make what is essentially a throwaway gag. One of the scariest scenes in a movie I've seen yeah. in a long time. Holy moly. That and he knows slow it. You can mo- tell. motion, like how slowly the head peeked around the corner. I was like, my knees were like up in my chest. I was like, yeah, oh, ooh, no, 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 yeah, no, no. And then it was just kids and I was fine. But yeah, dude, it was spooky. It was spooky. And then I don't know that I'll ever recover from seeing a bunch of people get digested in real time. No. Yeah, that was rough. That was pretty tough, huh? No. Ooh. And the screams and everything. As it One was of the scary, I think the scariest element of this movie was sound. 100%. Yeah, the sound design was fantastic. Oh, sound design, brilliant. The soundtrack of this movie is yeah, dude. awesome. Yeah. Like, so good. Just scary. Yeah, and then, I mean, raining blood on the house. Obviously, there's just these moments of... Yeah. And obviously, you know, we know me. We've listened, we've listened to our own podcast while we create it. The three of us know me. If something starts to even tilt toward weird, cosmic, unknowable, I don't even know what I'm yeah. looking at right now type horror, I am all in. The moment that this thing transformed from flying saucer with a mouth, which by the way, terrifying concept. Very cool. Yep. But the moment this thing transformed from flying saucer with a mouth into like unfolds. into like giant biblical angel bottom feeder at the bottom of the yeah. Marianas Trench. Holy crap. Yeah. A creature made out of sails from a sailboat. Like it was so yeah. unique. Some of the most inspired alien design yeah, I, I have mean, maybe ever seen. It was unreal. The moment, so we're already getting a, a feel that this is an organic creature. Right? For sure. Where, especially when it digests, like we've already seen the inside of the stomach, which he, that's the first scene is like, yeah. what is this? I have yep. no idea what this is. And we find out essentially, I, I guess that's the mouth or the digestive system. Uh, when they do that fun trick, and we'll talk more about the big game plan with, with the Monopoly pieces and stuff, and it turns, our mm-hmm. alien turns up, and then yeah. it ripples like skin. You can see the yeah, ripples. dude. Yes. That, that was, I got goosebumps just now Same. thinking about it. That was such an incredible reveal. And I think it's it really looks hard. Like a, a ray, like a stingray or like a manta ray. Yeah. It's really hard to walk into the production of a movie. This is from the from the perspective of Jordan Peele. 
he very clearly wanted us to have images that burned in our brains. Yes, for sure. And that, especially in horror, can go the wrong way all the time. Mm-hmm. You can laugh out loud because it's done. You show too much. It feels like a uranium situation. Yep. I don't know if he missed uh, on on the the moments like that. Everything from our time with you know Gordy to seeing the the yeah. the ship and or the alien and all of its glory was sure. just pretty visceral. Sure. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that I think that when I when I was first started putting together sort of what the ship quote unquote actually was, I experienced two things very closely, very close to one another. One was. Uh, immediate disappointment that I wasn't going to get the story about grays that I wanted. Little yeah, bulbous same. head, big black eye, scary aliens. Um, but then when I saw the pieces that he was putting together and realized like, oh, this thing is a, it's no longer an alien movie. This is just a monster from space. It's not, yeah. it's not a yeah. traditional alien story. This thing is a monster that came out of space. Mm-hmm. I was like yeah. back in so hard. Like yeah, immediate. 100%. One of the foundational plays here for Peel is our expectations. 100%. Uh, because every character is a surrogate for that. And the only one, and I don't know yet if it's my super pump, but I want to talk about him, Daniel Kaluuya. The only one that yeah. seems to have yeah. to know what's, have some kind of hunch. And the fact that it's because he is so one with organic beings, like yep. yeah. his love yep. for horses and that yep. stuff means that he knows a creature when he sees one. Uh, it's like that doesn't move like a ship, right? He's just giving us line yep. after line. Yeah. Almost my super pump. I don't think yeah, I it do. is. Nope, it is my super pump. Okay. My super pump is Kaluuya specifically reacting to the environment. Yeah, it's very good. Kaluuya is my super pump as well. So just go ahead and co-sign me on okay. everything. He was very, so the, very close to my super pump. The way Kaluuya had the most subtle control I think I've seen in a long time of this movie because he is borderline a deadpan character, mm-hmm. but he put on a, like a thinking, fa- like I saw Dude, him I processing. Completely. Most of, most of Kaluuya's script isn't said. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like when he's in the truck and the blood is falling around him and he cracks open that door to just kind of look up. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not, his expression isn't changing much, but the moment that he just, the mo- he's our nope, right? The, the yeah. multiple times that he's like, nope. 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 Like you get a laugh there. Kaluuya also got to, he he both had the, he was in complete control in that he moves the dial to have us be stressed. And then he also gives us relief. Yeah. Because most of the laughter in this Jordan Peele movie mm. is nerves. Mm, yeah, dude. hundred yeah. percent. Most of the laughter here is, thank God somebody is breaking the, like this made more sense to me than just how kitschy, and uh, not lame, it's fun because it's got its own, you know, there's a following for it. But like the throwaway lines of like the villain that's about to kill you. Nobody would say that. Nobody would say that. Nobody yeah. would say that. There is a realism to how mm-hmm. Kaluuya just interacts with the entire space. And he he made it for me. Man. I think Daniel Kaluuya is um, top. Underrated. I, yes. People love him. I'm not. I'm not trying to be like, Oh, I see a genius that we nobody else sees. Him. Right. Yeah. I just think that he is not viewed as a top tier actor, but man, I can't think of a time a, he has r- ever r- not how ridiculous. Delivered. Nah. Ever not delivered. He, and his, you look it's at his Get Out. verbals to me. It is. Because even in Get Out, he cries. He His freak out when Rose won't give him the keys. All these are big moments. But yeah. then but then we look at, we contrast that with Nope. 
He's so subtle in this movie, but he's just as effective. Phenomenal. He's so I think impressive. He, it's his nonverbals. He in both Get Out and in this, he underplays the nonverbals so much. Yeah, they're so and microscopic. You know, yes, dude. but like he makes sure they're still noticeable and clearly readable. It's powerful eyes. Powerful eyes. eyes. That's what it is. Enormous. Yeah. I don't know if the intent for Peel when, before he made Get Out, I don't know if his poster was going to be somebody's eyes yet. Like, I don't think it took, it took seeing Kaluuya. I think the best thing that's happened in Hollywood right now is this relationship. Peel and Kaluuya are the same soul. Like they, he has (laughs) somebody who knows what he wants. Mm -hmm. And you can, Put, fill in the blank for either of those because it's synonymous both ways. Sure. Like, I think this would be one where I'm cool, bro. Let him be your Michael, Nolan's Michael Kane. I don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah, just put him have in Kaluuya in everything I'm that down. Peel does. I'm down. I think this solidified for me a lot of things about just careers in Hollywood right now. But Kaluuya, especially with his Oscar for Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Like, y'all, he's got, he could eventually have some Denzel energy someday. I kind of think he's going yeah. to be. He's going to be an all-time great. I really he's do. He's going to be an all-timer, dude. He, and he's just so freaking fun. You mm. forget he's like a borderline cockney. Like, like yeah, it's so dude, funny, yeah. like his real life. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he's just also, the way that OJ— And I mean this in the best way possible. Just a thick gentleman. Like, when <laughs> he's walking dude. around, when yeah. he's walking around in his <laughs> jeans and his T-shirt— he looks like the kind of person that you'd be like, oh, dude, you played high school football or something. Like, you're just a yeah. thick linebacker. Like, if you tripped and fell into him, you'd bounce off. I don't think you'd <laughs> yeah. knock him yeah. over. I think you would yeah. just yeah. bounce off of him. Uh, another uh, slice of the pie of his uh, acting and his reacting to the environment is one of the first scenes that we do get from him. You immediately, it was brilliant to do this first, to see him on a set and being in a role that he's not comfortable yeah. in. I had incredible sympathy for him. Yes. I felt so sorry for him mm-hmm. because that is so common that it's just you, just crippling anxiety in a situation to where you're being yeah. asked to speak in front of and speak on behalf of. Yeah. I fully understand. Mm-hmm. And he did that so well. And again, a lot of that too is the cinematography. Like it's the cinematography and the sound. The, the moment you can't separate the elements is the best moment, especially in a horror movie. Because I can't yeah. remember exactly the music that was playing in that moment. Uh, I can't remember exactly what the shots were, but I do know how it made me feel. Sure. And yeah. Brilliant. May I, may I super pump? Go for you it. You may. It's tough. There's honestly, the the more time I have to reflect on this, the more I like about this movie. So I am, I was having a hard time identifying the thing I like most, but it has stayed the same since I left the theater, this one thing. And that is Kiki Palmer. Yeah, Dude. she's so great in this. And what a wonderful thing, what a wonderful thing to do when you're top two, you you waffle between your top two I actors. I know. Yeah. And that have a relationship. A, their chemistry is fantastic. Their brother and They're sister, so their brother and sister vibe is perfect. Yep. She was hysterical. She's so she casual. had me she had me laughing the whole time. Her introduction of their company when she showed up late. She's yeah. so funny, she's so charismatic. Um, the moments where she lets the wall down and she's just real with OJ, in those moments, she's so good and vulnerable. But yes. man, her final sprint to the motorcycle, to the oh, run, yeah. that Akira-inspired slide, yeah. and then her moment of, here, let's 
the three beat with the well, like yeah. the cranking of the well to get the picture of the, I mean, Dude. it was all, it's the most perfect climax I've seen in a long time. I feel time. like I'm underwater. I'm just in a consistent state of goosebumps Dude, right now. Dude, I know. Now. And <laughs> yeah. I think this is, you know, it's so funny. Maybe we need to find a way to just go ahead and do a bonus ep over everything everywhere all at once or something, just so we can yeah. have an excuse to talk about it. Because I sure. think that this has firmly planted itself as my number two movie of the year so far and might stay there. Like, I, I don't know that anything's going to knock yeah. it down, to be honest yeah. with you. There's just too many things that I could super pump. Yeah, but anyway, you know, Kiki it's like Palmer tough to put the so fantastic. So fantastic. But well, I, I don't while wanna... we're talking cast, yeah. I, I would love to talk cast for just a brief second no, let's longer. No, keep going. Because Keith David, as Daniel Kaluuya's father, oh, is so such good, inspired so casting. Good. They look exactly the same, <laughs> yeah. and I had never noticed Keith that until David right now. David got the and credit and dies in like— 30 seconds. <laughs> a nickel <laughs> to the eye. He got the and credit for this yeah. movie. That's yeah. insane. So I've Another never ever put together yeah. how similar they look until you cast them as father and son here. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. totally agree. Um, there is something that I love about this this young man, this young, this beautiful young gentleman. Uh Brandon Perea plays Angel Torres. He plays Angel. Yeah, uh, Angel's character was the best. So funny, so yeah, yeah. good. And let me okay. Just while we're on the subject of casting, I'm going to keep going for just a second. Antlers host Michael Wincott. So my first reaction uh, was that I thought he was going to be my super dump. I found yeah. him a little grating and like out of place. But then, as I've had time to reflect, that Jaws trailer before this movie really put this movie yeah. into perspective for me. It helps a ton, huh? This yeah. man is 14 kids go into the water, nine come out. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. that guy. He's the, he's the yeah. got black eyes like dolls at. Like, he's yeah. that guy, yeah. dude. That is who Andy's, Andy's kind of Bill from Kill Bill. Like, he's also yes. this, like, omnip- omnipresent being. Like, it, yeah. he was so strange. But as I have had time to reflect, I'm just, yeah, his— his flying purple people eater thing, his whole yeah. vibe, it just worked for me. And just this obsession of the perfect shot. He already got the shot. And then he literally goes and dies to get a slightly better shot for yeah. no reason. It's because, is, he is because he's the, obsessed. Right. The film deck that he's going through is like, I don't know if you guys noticed that the film deck, the slides that he's looking at, the 35 mil that he's scanning there is all footage of predators, mm-hmm. uh, like predatory animals eating one another, mm-hmm. and then footage of of predator hunters' eyes just over and over and mm-hmm. over again. So cool. So some kind of obsession there with that perfect shot, and it is. I mean, I think you know the social commentary of Get Out is the selling point of that movie, but the social commentary here of just the nature of spectacle and how dude dies to get a slightly better shot. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then the spectacle of like, we're watching it rain blood on my house. And then tomorrow morning, Daniel Kalia is like, I got to get up and feed the horses. Yeah. Like how we'll all see the most horrible stuff on our phones. Like we'll get on Twitter and watch a video of some super egregious thing or somebody calling for something absolutely terrible. And then it's like, well, it's still got to work, work yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. I think it's, I think it's really effective. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so funny sometimes in these movies, the, the meaning can get buried, but um Jordan Peele is so good at, I feel like a lot of times his movies, when once you put it together, you're like, oh, of course, of course, of course, yeah. that's what, that's what he's saying or, or whatever. And I just think it's so unique. Can we, uh, no, I'm going to save, I'm going to save my super dump. I'm going to save my super dump. I'm not going to do that. I do want to talk about Steven Yeun. Yes. 
the uh, the chimp story. One of the scariest things I've ever seen in a movie. That was just by the so way, so scary. Yeah. Um, to not see that the scariest part is your imagination, and that's yeah. another Jaws thing, yeah. right? Is like it's alien. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is the sound? That's another reason sound was so scary to me. And just I, to hear. I thought we were headed towards. I thought we were headed towards the aliens are controlling the minds of animals. When the praying mantis came on the lens of the camera, I was like, the alien yeah. did that to block the camera. But I think it was just supposed to be about the unpredictability of nature. Yeah. But when that chimp looks dead in the camera at the beginning of the movie, I was very unsettled. And then to bring it back with eye contact is the most important thing. Yeah. So good. But Steven Yun's character, I assume having this false confidence of this predator won't attack me because... Was it Gary? I've sur- Gary because Gord- Gordy, Gordy the chimp me. didn't do it. So I've survived yeah. it once. I can do it again and still make a spectacle out of this predator. Um, the hubris of it, the performative nature of it, the like buried trauma of it. I just love Stephen Yun so much. Yeah, and Jordan Peele's gr- second greatest strength after just writing and directing great movies is definitely casting. It's mm-hmm. it's picking the person that you would never expect to be in his project who is the perfect person to be in his project. Yep. Yeah. Like our brother in Get Out. Right. Right. Who's just the slimiest dude in the world. <clears throat> yeah. Who I love in everything else he's been in but grosses me out in Get Out. He's yeah. awful right. in Get Out. He's oh just my so, goodness. Yeah, I, I just think Jordan Peele might, I assume it's him because it's so consistent across his movies, just has this, yeah, or knows to how to work pick a with, casting director. Well, yeah. pick a casting director, but Tim, work yeah. with actors to pull things out of them that we haven't seen them do before. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's very special, and I assume it comes probably from a lot of years of convincing people to do silly things in sketches. Yeah, totally. I think he has probably had to become good at pulling things out of people that they didn't even know that they had. Yeah, um, yeah. and I think that absolutely. You know, I've. I think we mentioned it when we did Get Out, but Jordan Peele has said in interviews that comedy and horror are so close to each other. They're both set up punchline. Just one is exactly. a jump scare and one is giggles. But yep. you master both the same way. It's subverting mm-hmm. expectations makes jokes funnier and scares scarier. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I would be interested. I'd love to see Jordan Peele write a book about just the cross-section of comedy and horror. Just the similarities that he's seen because I am willing to bet that he has developed this skill for getting actors to deliver the perfect, the perfect performance for the perfect scene is the exact same way that he would get, you know, a a special guest star or uh, a friend that doesn't normally do this thing, or even somebody just to do something out of their comfort zone on Key and Peele or whatever else he was involved in. And I, Mm -hmm. I just, I love that he has developed these two skills that are really one and the same. And it's so yeah. good. Yeah, it really is. I think he's a genius, man. I, I know it's a little annoying to just sit here and- It's a little kino to sit here and wax poetic. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't just want to, I don't just want to sit and be like, oh man, he's so great. But isn't he though? Like, yeah. who else, you know, Denis, Nolan, like you've got these guys, but who else is coming out here and just delivering gold every time? It's it's a short list. Yeah. 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 There's no like official process or gauntlet or rule in Hollywood, but it feels like unwritten that if if there's something about the third time you've made something, like doing a third 
And if that yep. gets pulled off, then well, I think you're set. Sophomore like, slump is a phrase for a reason. Typically, people's second right. projects are their weakest projects. Yeah. So for him to come back this, and it, there, you know how much I enjoy risk in movie business sure. because it, it's, I don't know, it can either tank you or create something we've never experienced before. And that's, that's kind of what it feels like he did because it is so, it is still so different. Yeah. Even though some of the roots of things are there in terms of his approach to making a film, the concept is literally of another world. So yeah. yeah. Absolute blast. Yeah. It really is a ton, a ton of fun. And um, yeah, so Spielbergian, this movie, like yeah. staring off into space at things off camera. Yeah, tons um, of Spielberg face. It, it's so good, man. It's so good. Uh, we do have to go to shout announcements right about now. Well, choo-choo and welcome to shout announcements. Friends, what has four legs? One tail, mm-hmm. two eyes and a mouth, a nose covered in lots of fur, and stalks you through the woods at night. Do you know? Do you know the answer? Um, wolf. It's not trains, so who cares? That's the answer. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's the answer. If, point. It, if it ain't a train, yeah. I don't want any. That's what I. Hey, what that's has what, what has four wheels? Okay. A chitinous metal exoskeleton. Sure. A brain made of computers. Yes. And a man with a cool hat. A Tesla. Train. Oh, I think they have more than four wheels. Well, they have four. They have at more least four, two, but they have four of them. <laughs> yeah, that's what threw four. me off too. Yeah. yeah, it's like if I said if I said I have a dollar, it's like I probably have more than a dollar, but I definitely but do, do have, have a dollar. dollar. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. And that's probably how much money we're going to make by talking about trains. Yeah, I'd like to talk more about trains. What's your favorite train that you've ever seen? My favorite train that I've ever seen is the G76 Rumbler. And you really don't know the power of this beauty until you've stood right by the smokestack and had it blow your shorts around. And then you say, wow, what a train. Have we seen a train in Fast and Furious? Ooh. Feels like we would have, huh? There's got to be, right? Because they are fast. <laughs> and furious. I don't know. I'm going to go, hang on. You guys keep podcasting. my favorite I look train up Fast and Furious train scene on YouTube. My favorite train, it's a it's a two-way tie between Thomas the Tank Engine yeah and the train of my wife's wedding dress on the day of oh. our betrothal. The day of our the day of our holy uh, matrimony where our two flesh our two flesh uh, flesh became one flesh. It's it's There's a railroad so crossing. There's a railroad crossing in The Fast and The Furious, the very first one. Uh, Dom and Brian are racing to get across oh, the track right. before a train goes. That's and right. then there's a train heist in Fast Five. That's right. <laughs> Don't even remember it, which is crazy. It's a blur. Yeah. Because it was moving so fast. Because it's a train. Because it's a train. My favorite well, train is the one in Gili. <laughs> oh. There's the, yeah, I know about I that one. There's a train in Gili. Have you seen it yet? No. I, I actually watched it all this morning. Did you no, this morning? What an awful thing no, to start your day with. No, you didn't. <laughs> it's not a morning movie. <laughs> I start every morning with Geely and coffee. Hey, why are we talking about trains? Oh, I don't know. Is there a reason? I thought we just <laughs> we're talking. I mean, we love them. We all love this them. This is what we do when off the air. I thought we were just giving people a little peek. I didn't know we were recording. 
didn't know we were recording. Hey, I asked so what's you guys your favorite train? train? That's like train. What's your guys' favorite train? <laughs> you know what? My actual favorite train. Have y'all seen that guy on TikTok that wears the like fish eye lens in front of his yes, face and watches? I train? love this guy. Any train that he sees is my actual favorite train. I love that guy. His friendship with Joe Jonas is the best thing in the entire I world. I want to be as excited about anything, anything as he dude. is about trains. Oh my gosh. And I'm I, pretty I sure- I have never felt that joy that he feels when he sees a train. It's so pure and wonderful. <laughs> and I love it yeah. so much. We're talking about trains because that's that's what's next. We've got three very different, very uh, violent very trainy. trains. They're very, very violent trains. They're all violent train movies. We have three action movies set on trains. Is and there I love a chill? That. Is there a chill train movie? Uh, I'm Polar pretty Express? sure Darjeeling Limited. Polar Express. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Darjeeling Limited takes place mostly on trains. I've only seen Darjeeling Unlimited, the animated series that's set in the Ooh. year 4000. <laughs> <laughs> all their suits are made of nanobots. Yeah. I think what I'm most excited about outside of trains is the name of the series. You want to tell people what it is? This it's is a Carter original. Choo Choo Chunks. Yeah. Very simply. I mean, Very I simply don't- Choo Choo Hunk. I don't chunks. want to be like that guy, but I'm pretty sure it was a Jordan original. Was it a Jordan original? Pretty, it's a Jordan original. I'm pretty no certain. No way. Look at that text. Look at those texts. I'm scrolling back up. I'm scrolling back up. You can also search it, can't you? Yeah. We don't text that much. That's a Carter or Ridgey right Is there. It? Is it? 10.42 p.m. two days ago. Yep. You're right. 100%. Carter or Ridgey. Choo-choo chunks begins next week. I must have thought it. I must have thought mm-hmm. it. Because I remember being like, dang, there was my moment. Yeah. yeah. I remember thinking, I remember we were both thinking and I had thought about it just before. You, you thought, thought about, about it right it. before me? Yeah. Just before. Yeah. We, sh- we have this yeah. shared mental space. He grabbed it off the shelf yeah. right before I was able to reach out for it. Choo-choo yeah. chunks. <laughs> Check it out. Starts next week. Throughout the vast history of our planet, there has never been a creature as inventive as man. From the very first spear to the artificial intelligences of tomorrow, Mankind's ability to build is eclipsed only by his boundless creativity. We've built massive contraptions allowing us to cross the ocean in our eyes. And we've built the miracles of miniature computing that we keep in our pockets at all times. But no invention will ever compare with the raw power of trains. Not only do these gentle giants cross the countryside at the speed of thought, They also provide a setting for some of our greatest stories. Join Two Chunks and a Hunk for a new podcast series about the greatest films set within the hallowed holes of these magnificent metal beasts. The new series, Two Two Chunks, begins August 2nd, wherever podcasts are found. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Can I super dump? Uh, sure. I wish you would. 
I, I will. Um, well, hang on. First, tell me. So the, the, the reflective ball that freaks out Lucky at the very beginning, our motorcyclist, his helmet looks like this ball, yeah. right? Did our creature attack him because of this helmet? Yeah, I assume so. Okay. That's what I was, that was not, I don't know. To me, it felt like we could have made that a little more overt that that's why our, our viewer is attacking him. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was, and honestly, it's very hard to super dump for me for this movie. I think that was maybe the weakest, uh, the weakest connection that we could have made there. I think it would have been fine. Like, even if we have him laying there and, and like OJ's laying on top of him and the creature's flying over. And then the guy shoves him off. The light catches the helmet. The creature attacks him. Yeah. You know, just something like very clear. This is what's happening there. Yeah. It's such a unique yeah. motorcycle helmet that I have to assume that's why it right? attacked him. Because it, it's the same. I the think, horse saw its own eyes, didn't know it was its exactly. own eyes and freaked out. So I would assume yeah. that yeah. he saw the reflection of whatever his eye looks like, its eye looks yeah. like, and attacked because of that. Yeah. That's so. My super dump is that that character even existed. I, I think if like if there's anything that I feel like it could be just as good or better if I can remove it, it was that. Yeah. I think it's mm, yeah. it's that character. It was fun. It was still just so interesting. This person's voice, uh, the helmet. Obviously, there's just the way that they looked is very remember. It's very memorable. Yeah. Very memorable. Yeah. But and it had a funny moment too. They're like, oh man, if a uh, electric powered motorcycle hits a point where the power just stops yeah. or however they said yeah. that. It's like squeal. And he, just to see him squeal yeah. was, was yeah. funny. I had a good laugh. But I don't know. I don't think we needed it. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it is further illustrating if our if our commentary is on the nature of spectacle and chasing the shot, like this dude showing up and, and trying to get all TMZ in Emerald's face and then go film the alien or the area himself and dying as a result. Like that's, that still further serves our theme. Yeah. But it yeah. did just feel like that was a little extra to me that I think maybe we didn't need. I think you're right, Carter. Yeah. You know what works out so well, though? Um, just to, I love the use of horses in this movie. I love that they're like a Hollywood horse family, but I also love that the the story contrivance of, yeah, they have horses. And when all electronics go down, horses don't, they're still very usable. I think that's so cool. And yeah, yeah. you get just the best shot of him in that Scorpion King hoodie on the horse through the smoke at, at the very end. end. He has survived. Yeah. The whole plan, the whole game plan was so fun. It was. To just have, like, we we can mark where it is by how these, like, what do you call those? The guys. The guys. Guys. The, I think they're called guys. The Carlot the fellas. dancers. Yeah. The Carlot dancers just dying. Like, not dancing anymore. Was yeah. great and creepy. Like, it was just... Mm-hmm. No, it, it was so fun. That is so indicative of Jordan Peele's influence to me of like the such a strange, weird, left field way to show something scary. Yeah. Um, it feels like Jordan Peele writes something and then is like, okay, how do I make it unlike anything else? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not quite weird enough. Let's make it a little right. bit more weird. And it's just yeah, so, yeah. so good. The, the walkie-talkies going in and out of function um, the non-electronic the, like, camera. I mean, yeah. it's just all. I wear muscle. Oh, that was so good, dude. My- yeah, that was yeah. so Ugh. fun. Such that a good so moment. Fun. The sprint so, from house to van when they realized oh, that the coast was clear. I mean, my 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 one B super pump has kind of been throughout 
everything that we've been talking about. Sure. How I think the setting is brilliant. I so think it's because so <clears throat> you don't get the. I think another thing that made this more of a monster movie was it's so small. Yeah, it is so. It, it's like it's Jason only bothering you in this neighborhood. It's right. like. Jaws, and again, the ocean is like the biggest of things. But it's just this But it all looks area. the same. Yeah. It's, it's just this yeah. one area. So this gulch that you can see one of our main settings from the other one. Like I can yeah. see the lights of yeah, that little really uh, theme park over here. And it's just, it's kind of living in this. And it, someone had said earlier, like whatever it is, it's like the bottom feeder, that fish that's in the fish tank yep. that it's, yeah. you know, it, it felt like a fish tank. It felt like it was, we were just here well, and the cloud being the part of that setting. We got to see why. It was so subtle and so creepy. In that same way, because we have that close proximity, we got to hear um, Stephen Yun's character practicing his speech, which then tells us Jordan, Jordan Peele doesn't connect these dots for us. We have to do it ourselves. That's why he reacted so strange to OJ's request to eventually buy back the horses that he has sold him. They're yeah. gone. He has sacrificed them. They're out. Yeah. yeah. He cannot not buy them back. back. Yeah. 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 So good. It's really so and every. I mean, our names for the horses were so fun. Oh, uh, Ghost. Like Lucky, Lucky was, Lucky's like the fifth build, yep. it feels like, yeah. of, of, of this movie. I, and I think that's I have a, a so fun. it's a one part super dump, but there's like a one B to it. That isn't connected, but it's just, it bothered me enough to throw it in. So I'm going to start with my my 1B. Um, the, the My secondary super dump that is just sort of minor is I really, really would have loved some fallout of, we have film evidence of alien life. Hmm. Okay. Would have loved. Yeah. Just, you know, you don't need that in Jaws because people know sharks exist. Yeah. But some sort of like, the world is going to change because of this knowledge. Yeah. I know it's implied. You want to see that actually happen? At least like maybe kind, the start of it. Like kind of okay. the tag at the end of Arrival? Yeah. Just give okay. me a little something. A little something to say like, hey, this is going to be, this starts here in this gulch, but it's going to be much, 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 much larger than this. Yeah. My super dump, official, we start our movie with... uh Scripture out of Nahum about the destruction of Nineveh, the promised destruction of Nineveh for their wicked ways. And I think we very intentionally include the imagery of the final form of this alien is very like biblical angel. Like it's, it's, it's so strange and out there. And if there is some sort of logic bridge that he's trying to make to say, just like God promised to destroy Nineveh because of its wicked ways, God has sent this thing. Maybe this is what he was going to use to destroy these places. And this mm. thing is here building strength so that it can destroy us for something. I would have loved a little more connective tissue there. Yeah. Because it feels really significant to begin your movie with a written quote like that. Yeah, I think the the logic bridge that he's if he is trying to build a connection between that is is maybe not like this was sent but just like one of these has appeared at some point in the past and this is the way people understood what was happening to them at that time yeah but know? the 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 scripture used was specifically saying like i will do this thing i will rain down yeah. filth upon you is what it said at the beginning yeah and so i yeah i think the inclusion of that would be 
if he's trying to say that like that written quote is in direct reference to one of these guys, right. I think it, the logic bridge is probably not this was sent by Jesus's dad. <laughs> But, but, you know, I think this happened and has happened and will happen again. Right. And here's a record of it happening thousands of years ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun to get the actual raining down of filth. Mm -hmm. I know. At one point. That raining blood on the house is such a— It's very scary. What's so funny is it was blatantly tropey. It was like— Yeah. He's like, how can I actually make this creative, though? I don't know, man. There's so much to unpack. I think that's why I end up liking it. Uh, more and more. I, I've just now made a, a connection that felt intentional now that I look about it. Another great pump of this movie is uh, learning how to and then eventually killing the monster. Um, mm-hmm. That it was, it, it can't have inorganic uh, materials. Like that just yeah. messes it up. And then to have it be the blow up of the winking cowboy. So in the end, it yeah. was eye contact. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. uh-huh. In the end, it was eye contact, which was just so... And in the end, it was Steven Yeun who brought it down. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it, it happened. gland. Posthumously. But Glenn. yeah. Um, how did y'all feel? So when we talk about the design, like so much of the unfurling from one uh, shape to the other of this, I don't, I don't know how else to call it, of this monster was in the background mm-hmm. at first, yeah. which I thought was really creepy. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed yes. that because it's like, all of a sudden now our skyline is getting more and more covered up. Like, oh my God. What is happening? We're just yeah. watching faces react this to thing. this thing. One of but my favorite ugh. parts though is almost this anglerfish, uh, just basic predatorial- the, Like tunnel uh, thing? Tunnel like thing. Like the thing that kept popping. Yeah. It just kept popping to kind of, I don't know. It's It's- this could have gone so wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it will yeah. for some people. Mm-hmm. I think it has. I think we've seen that in our Discord even. People have been yeah. given some reactions like it just didn't work for me. Yeah, but sure. for me, it was just so right. I think there's in a different way, kind of the reverence that we have for the uh, not of this, not of planet Earth type creature. It feels like how I felt an arrival. Yeah. Um, of It was just something completely different that we had to understand. Yeah. And I think it's fine not to. I think part of it, especially like in any horror movie, horror movies really hardly ever get from point A to point B and make complete sense. And sure. that's okay. Yeah. Uh, if it makes sense, it's like, we need to kill it. It's dead, right? This bad, kill this. Mm-hmm. Now we're good. Now Wait, we, actually it's now not. Happy. Yeah. So this year, Halloween ends officially, I guess, because yeah, that's the I name guess. of the installment. Yeah, October sure. only has 30 days next year. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do? <laughs> Halloween's over. Um, <laughs> but this, yeah, I think it was concise enough. It doesn't need to be, I don't know. The feedback is funny. I think it's, it's still doing really well on it's as yeah. of right now, certified fresh at 82% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score that I think is a little bit less. Um, I think I like it better than us. If we're I just, did, yeah. if we're in the business of ranking, I think it makes more sense top to bottom. It's not even, than not us even close to me, honestly. Like yeah. it was, there was a moment where I was like, do I like this more than Get Out? Mm. But I don't. I think it's really close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. This is a strong I second think place of his three horror movies to me. The, uh, just the incomprehensible of the creature mm-hmm. is such a strength of this. Mm-hmm. It, it really does hit that arrival thing of just like, we can't understand what this thing is because it's so different than us. We and never think- fully see the aliens. They're always kind of shrouded in 
fog, right? Fog like in arrival. We see, we yeah. see their so full you could dr- length like one time. Silhouette. One time. Yeah. 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 But the second that it's like, it's dudes, little dudes in a ship, we can kind of understand it. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, man. I think just doing an alien movie, an alien invasion movie as a monster movie. Uh, and not like a, you know, it's like a creature movie, like an animal yeah, movie. Yeah. It's a fun it's balance. So All of it brilliant. is that. He's pretty consistently, like the through line of the themes here feels like it's this and also this. Because while he gave us uh, our first ever that I can remember, like organic UFO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he still gets to make it timeless because he yeah. also gets to say, anytime someone saw what they thought, it, we've been wrong the whole time. Yeah. These are the aliens. It's yeah. this. It's actually just this. It's fun. Because in my mind, there's not a world where UFOs with aliens exist and this And exists. also this well, and Everyone's misinterpreting. It explains being abducted by cows. Or, uh, it, sorry, it, expl- <laughs> it, explains, <laughs> it explains cows getting abducted. Yeah. yeah. It's feeding. Yep. Now, yeah. what, it, what it doesn't explain is like, they even mentioned it a little bit, like people being abducted and returned. Yeah. Those stories, that does not, that's not explained here because they would be... Be chomp. Chomp, chomp. So I'd love to get Maybe a little more up. of that kind of thing. But and if you want to talk terrifying, mm. our point, our POV of the people that get sucked up. That's at what I'm the saying. Starlight. It's gonna stick with me forever. Yeah. And and like we don't even fully get like that uh person who looks up before the big sees screen the and kind of horse. sees. Yeah. 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 Something just like dangling right there. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. Then when the screams no. all stop when it's hovering above the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh. It's yuck. It's yuck. <laughs> yeah. It's yuck. Scary boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. There is something. I'm 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 beating a drum that nobody has asked me to beat here, but I I just yeah. I really love when horror. Would you say you're beating a dead horse. Uh, potentially a dead plastic Ooh. horse. There's something yeah. I love so much when horror goes to the inexplicable, the strange, the cosmic, the really, really out there. Have you seen the the Nick Cage uh, color out of space? Color, yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I just remembered that that exists I know. like the other day. I know. I should probably watch it. I want to watch it. Yeah. I should probably watch it. But yeah, just that that sort of weird, unexplainable. Don't even bother trying. I mean, when I think of the shape of this creature at the end, it's like, I don't know what to compare it to. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It doesn't, I don't understand how it could live and breathe and feed, but I believe that it does based on the information that we're given. So fine. Sure. Right. If we could understand it, then it wouldn't be- It's not a scary. An alien, right? Because it's from, it would be like, oh, it has lungs like me. Right. And that's why the thing it most reminds me of is just the kind of thing that you would we would get footage back from at the bottom of the Marianas Trench or something where it's like and, yeah and yeah. these little glowing creatures that? feed on the plankton or whatever you know like yeah, yeah. just a bottom feeder which opens up the question if that's what it is what's at the top what is the whale yeah. to this thing's bottom feeder you know what's the great white no, shark to this thing's bottom feeder no thanks and that's spooky. And I want to see it. Nope. Uh, I couldn't uh, in the episode without stressing so very much that if you intend to see it, please go to the theater. Yes. This will not be the same experience. This was shot on IMAX cameras. See this on the biggest screen that you yeah. have around it's, you. I'm probably going to see it I again. think I'll probably I see it I think I will too. Yeah. It is, it is 
gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It is massive. It is like having Kiki Palmer, having Emerald crank the music because you can, you're in a gully and no one else can hear you yeah. of that record player. And it's kind of covering up the, how tense it is in <laughs> with what OJ is seeing and experiencing. Like, I think the balance of sound has to be, yeah, it has to be in a theater. It's got to be that professional quality. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's. I almost want to see it in IMAX. The, I did not see it in IMAX. I want to see it in IMAX. I didn't either. The creature looks. The effects are so perfect. It just looks great. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. give me a timeout for two seconds. Oh, I guess he wants to be done. I guess he doesn't want to be on our podcast anymore. My cat was at the door. Mm, it just seems convenient. <laughs> I could tell you're not into this episode. Uh, you're not like having a good time or anything. <clears throat> Sorry, my turn. Sorry, real quick, my turn. <clears throat> it's time to rate this movie using the scientific cinema scale, which is perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy that poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it. And last but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I'll go first. Here's a, these are a few of my favorite things. Mm. Science fiction. Yeah. Uh, monster movies. Cryptids. Aliens. UFOs. Spielberg blockbusters. <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya's big, beautiful eyeballs. Uh, this is a poster <laughs> for me. This was like, to me, this was just like, in the same way that some of the other sci-fi movies we've talked about, we talked about Arrival, we talked about, I put Interstellar in this category where it's like, even if this is not the best movie in the world, there is something about it that is so exactly my flavor mm. of movie, of storytelling, that it's like, of course, this is going to be one of my movies that I'm like, have you seen Nope? We should watch Nope. I love Nope. So this is a poster for me, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's valid. I'm, uh, I'm buying this movie. With the, I'm reserving the right to bump it to a poster on a second viewing. Um, There are some movies that I see the first time and I just instantly know that it's a poster. There are some movies that I see the first time and uh, requires a little extra thought. And then there's some movies I see the first time that don't move the right direction. And this one, this one is exactly where it needs to be right now. Um, I love it. I love all the things that you mentioned too. It's it's very much my flavor. I just need a refining view to really decide. Mm. You need to clarify it. It's a little muddy right now. Little horror movie going on behind you. Yeah, you having a Bruce situation? Yeah, just hear doorsteps. No, it's he's doorsteps. He's footsteps. Scratching a chair, dude. Don't uh, look him in the I'm eye. About to punt him across don't, the Bruce. house. Don't look him in the this eye, is, dude. <laughs> I'm going. So, I think one of the most fascinating things about this, and what makes it especially Spielbergian, is you can sit here and be like, E.T is not Jurassic Park, <laughs> right? You could you could just... <laughs> and I would agree with that I, statement, I'm, by the way. They are different movies. I, I'm so excited. We've actually watched both of them for the podcast. I'm so excited for Jordan Peele. Yeah. Because he has come in and given me all of the feelings and it feels catered to me and the kind of thing that I would enjoy in a completely different package. And I think that really shows the breadth of skill. Yes. And so for me, like... This is a poster. I I buy the poster for Nope. And it's a great poster, by it the way. I think poster. I think like high school Carter would have probably had this poster. I think it's yeah. so fun. Um, and I I have never been more excited for 
something else he can do. Because after Get Out happens, you're like, okay, can he do it again? Us is good enough. And then now to have Nope, it's like he's, if he if he wasn't in the top three yet in terms of yeah. most anticipated directorial installments. He is so he's rare. He's firmly there, if not number one. I just so, want to see everything. As a director who's, who's like credit alone, can get general audiences in seats. Because I think there's guys, like Villeneuve is a guy for us, where it's like, absolutely. Like, if you love movies, you know who Denis Villeneuve sure. is. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, Peel is so much more like mass market appeal. Like yeah. every, uh, appeal, every single person is like, yeah, I'd love to go see the new Jordan Peele movie. I can't think of another director like that. Like maybe Nolan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think, I mean, since Dunkirk, I think general audiences have fallen off a little bit. Sure. He feels like the prince who was promised. And <laughs> everyone thought it was M. Night. And it wasn't. It wasn't. No. Uh, but I don't feel like Peel screws up or, yeah, or yeah. is going to screw up too royally. Peel is on a trajectory. <clears throat> it feels too early to make this call. But Peel is on a trajectory that could have people saying the phrase, the next Spielberg. I think. Yeah. Here's a In great scenario. Just like the director is the biggest thing about the movie. Yeah. yeah. And it's because it's the second time that we've seen Kaluuya with him. Yeah. There is an absolute scenario that 20 years from now, they do another one. And we get to have this veteran, veteran director with his muse again. And can you imagine Daniel Kaluuya at like near 60? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just pulling this stuff off again. Like mm-hmm. just to do see another these... nope. No, no, no. Do another no, movie do together. Do a nuh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, thanks. It's just all yeah. ins. You just have to inflect mm, the right mm. way. Mm, I thought mm. it was called mmm. <laughs> no, it was called mm, mm, mm. <laughs> No, I hope that I hope that it doesn't take that long for them to work together again. I hope they just keep well, doing saying, stuff I'm, together. In my mind, there's several of those, but it's oh, like yeah. I want to see these two grow together. I hope they do I every think, other I one together. I think they need to. Yeah. yeah, same. It's just a man. So He's, What really is happening here is that, that I think we're finding that Jordan Peele is the better J.J. Abrams. J.J. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Abrams yeah. Was, this was supposed an absolute, to be the, Spiel, the next Spielberg, but yeah. I think it's Peel. Yeah. To speak two chunks jargon, this was a lock it in, bing, mm-hmm. bing. Like this was like, oh, it's official. Yep. Yeah. Peel's good. Yeah. Peel's yeah. really yeah. good. Well, in case you had any doubts, Jordan Peele. officially not one note because there's our, a lot of directors that yeah. are that. Our podcast is here to tell you Jordan Peele is good, good at director. directing. <laughs> and a good writer. Heads up. Right up there with Michael Bay. Hey, don't yeah. forget. Like, just completely throw it off at the end. <laughs> in case you, Wait, in what? Case you missed our he's like David <laughs> He's like the Wes, the Wes Anderson of movies. <laughs> yeah. A, a director. <laughs> he's directed some of the movies of the world, dude. <laughs> in case you missed our David Attenborough shout out uh, earlier, we are doing our train series, Choo Choo Chunks. Choo Choo Chunks. Starting next week with Snowpiercer. So make sure you check that out. Honestly, straight up, if you have not seen Snowpiercer, what are you doing? It's a good movie. It's so good. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what I think about it. Listen to the episode. (laughs) Oops, my fault. I mean, like, it's a. I think you'll be pretty surprised what I think about it. (laughs) Doctors can't understand why I think what I think about it. You thought I thought about it back then. Look at me now. Out of nine dentists, recommend Carter's opinion. On Snow Looks Piercer. so to different. End today's episode. Whatever happened to what I thought about it? <laughs> to end today's episode. 
10 child stars and where they are now, you won't believe number three, which is what Carter thinks about this. They're movie. also the most cruel. It's like, God, look how ugly they are. <laughs> it's like, wow. To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our names and what we would name the sequel to Nope. For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders, and the sequel to Nope is called Nuh-uh. And that's spelled N-Y-U-H-U-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H. Yeah. Uh, cool. cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm Doge, and you know how when Twilight was over, mm-hmm. Stephanie Meyer wrote the one that was like, "I'm just gonna run it back again, but this time Edward's <laughs> the main character. I'm gonna write it from Edward's Wait, perspective." Is that real? Yeah. Oh. Midnight Sun, or something like that. Don't uh, say something like that. You know exactly what it's called. <laughs> it's Midnight Sun. That's it's the tattoo. Twenty-seven that you pages. Have. I was confused. Yeah. I, I didn't know what it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the sequel is called Chomp, and it's from <laughs> the, the monster's perspective. Uh, well, we didn't even talk about the fact that his name is uh, what is it? Jean Jacket. Yeah. Is that right? Jean yeah. Jacket. Jean Jacket. Yeah. Chomp. And it's C H A W M P. Chomp. Chomp. Colon the Jean Jacket uh, story. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm Carter, and this one's gonna be wild because Peel has—he's being banked. He's locked it in. Even if he fails, he's still got a career for as long as like studios aren't gonna say no to Jordan Peel right. ever. I think at this right. point, so he's really going to go out there. We're talking like, we're talking like IFC mm. kind of movies. You know mm. what I'm saying? International and Fight it's Club. it's really leaning in on the digestive system of our mm-hmm. monster Ooh. and that process. And it's called... <laughs> spell it? Uh, it's it's uh, U-W-H-O-O. Yeah. Yeah. And there's going to be people that are going to say this is the... Citizen Kane of Horror. It's wow. going to be the one that's yeah. so highbrow to like. Yeah. That later in an interview, Peel will be like, no, bro. I was just, I had no idea what I was doing. No. This is all commentary on once you reach a certain point, it doesn't matter what crap you put out there, you'll get paid for it. Yeah. And I've proven mm. that. Like I the tricked, last, I tricked the last Hollywood. Look what I did. Bud. It was a sled. Yeah. Sled the whole time. Can't eat it. Gets shot right back Can't down. Can't eat it. Monster pukes it out. Monster, monster pukes it out. Listen to us talk about trains next week. the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done